Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Mad4 Digital Emerging Tech Talks. Today, believe it or not, I'm actually uh, hosting this um, podcast today from sunny Malta. I'm in Malta at the Malta AI and Blockchain Conference. Uh, and I'm really, really lucky to be sat here with Joshua Elu, who is Director of Malta University. Welcome. Um, just to clarify, I have the Distributed Ledger Technology Center at the Malta University. Great. Thank you for that clarification. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you for that. So I, I thought it was a great opportunity to get a chance to sit and talk to you. And I wonder if you can just you know, tell us a little bit about your particular role and, and particularly what, what, the, what, what, what the university is trying to do with regards to DLT and blockchain technology. So um, a few years back, we were looking at blockchain and smart contracts and research associated in the area, and more from the technical hobbyist point of view. And um, then the government had announced that uh, they were Malta is going to become the blockchain islands. And we contacted the government to see what exactly it is that uh, they were trying to do and to see if we could collaborate from the university point of view. And we provided some consultation in regards to the different um, bills at the time that were being proposed. And um, we started to notice that there's a quite a disconnect between technical people, lawyers, and the business and finance people in the, the in not only this industry but in uh, the industries at large. And um, we started to realize that if blockchain was to become a reality at some point, we're going to need professionals not only versed in their area of expertise, but they need to be versed into the multidisciplinary area that is blockchain. I mean, especially if we look at smart contracts, the implications that this is going to have in the future in terms of automating certain legal frameworks is huge, and we need to have our lawyers who are um, not necessarily well-versed but are um, code literate or able to read code if they're going to be working smart contracts and we need to have our technical uh, individuals professionals who are able to understand the legal frameworks within which they are developing technology. Fantastic. So just to just sum up for us what's yeah. the higher purpose of the, right. of, the, um, of the university right. in this particular area? So at the center we've developed a multidisciplinary masters in blockchain and DLT and that's starting this coming October and it takes in um, people, individual students coming from either a business, a law or a technical background and the aim is to give them a broad introduction to what is blockchain but then specialization within their specific area and also an introduction to the peripheral area. So we will be teaching our lawyers and our business uh, students, how, what you start, what are smart contracts? Uh, a brief introduction to smart contract program to make them more versed, and similarly in the other areas. Great stuff, thank you. So I, I know you're a, you're an IoT and an AI specialist and in, an interest as well. What I what I'd like to ask you is, first of all, what do you think the main uses for the main use cases for for blockchain are? At the moment? Yeah. And the second question, leading on to that, is where do you think, including the other technologies such as AI or you know IoT and, and quantum computing. Where do you see a really big opportunity with one of these other technologies within blockchain? That's right. So blockchain and distributed ledger technologies are really useful when it comes to looking at a particular service and seeing whether um, there's the needs to remove a, cent a central authority, a central service provider from the equation allowing for the democratization of that particular service or for building in trust into a particular area where there exists no central authority and you require that central authority. The blockchain can act as that central trusted medium. Um, so we're currently looking at different applications of where this can be used from land registries to uh, procurements uh, to uh, real estate. So there are many different areas where we can use the blockchain as an audit log and also as the disintermediation 
of services here. So I, I think that is really the key, the key goal for blockchain. Apply it only where you either need to remove a central point or where you want to instill a virtual central point. Sure. And when it comes to IoT and AI, so I'm not, I haven't done extensive work in AI, though I'm well aware of uh, how different algorithms in AI work. Um, I would say that IoT complements the blockchain by automating the external world, the external input from the world to be fed into smart contracts in the blockchain world. And that being said, um, whenever you get external inputs outside of the blockchain, even if it's from an IoT device, yes. it's untrusted. Right. You can't trust that data right. and be manipulated. Right. Yes. Um, and then it also potentially can become centralized again. Exactly. And the purpose of blockchain right. is that it's decentralized. Exactly. So, there is some so when you have that IoT device, you are centralizing to the IoT device. You are trusting that IoT device. It becomes what we call in, in blockchain world an oracle. It's feeding in, in data, and you have to trust that particular device. However, it allows us to automate certain real-world processes. Yes. At the end of the day, a blockchain working on its own in isolation that's not interacting with the real world, be it a person or devices, is um, would not be very useful. Um, when it comes to artificial intelligence, the same thing. It can be used on the outside of the blockchain to perform certain services that either humans can do or it can be used to perform certain tasks that humans uh, cannot do in a more efficient manner. We can also use artificial intelligence internally in the blockchain on, let's say, smart contracts. However, um, the algorithm, it depends on the architecture that you're using. Uh, the algorithms might be too computationally intensive to run inside of a smart contract. So, but, but nonetheless, there's nothing stopping us from doing that. So I would say the, the different technologies are really complementary. Um, I see that we have to build technical frameworks. The problem is uh, finding the right expertise in the different areas. We have to build frameworks that are more easily integratable between the, tech, the blockchain world, the IoT world, and the AI world. And I think we'll start seeing such frameworks being developed over time. Yes, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. So, so just, just moving on from that, I mean, with technology being such an integral part of our lives, um, you know, now, and, and whether you're six years old or, you know, you've got your iPad, you've got your phone or whatever it is, all the way up to, uh, to executives which you're teaching and, and technical people within big organizations, do, do, do you think there's a real need for the, for, for the education, you know, academic to be changed and to, and to start teaching maybe children as young as 10 or 11 about blockchain and about this new tokenized world. Do you, as, as an academic yourself, what's your thoughts on that? Definitely. Um, I think one of the biggest problems we have, especially in the blockchain world, is misinformation. Um, too many people are trying to educate on how does the blockchain work internally when I think we should be teaching and educating people on what does blockchain mean to them? What does decentralization of services mean to them? If we look at, let's say, how email works, most people don't know that there's an SMTP protocol and TCP underneath that. Um, so I think really the focus should be on educating what does decentralization mean and how can we reach, uh, how, how do, does that decentralization affect different services that we're using? And we should definitely start by looking at our um, younger students rather than just focusing on individuals who are looking to get a career in, in uh, the field because at the end of the day, decentralization of services is going to affect every individual, not just the people or the people specializing in the field. Yeah, my own personal opinion is uh, I think the, the first point of call that absolutely need to include blockchain and DLT technology 
in existing courses such as computer science, such as AI, such as whatever whatever coding or whatever it is, and include that as part of it. I think that's probably a, a good way to start. I think. Definitely. Yeah. So at the university, inside of our undergraduate degree programs, we've included elements of blockchain and DLT from our computer science to our business to our legal uh, undergraduate degrees. Sure, sure. And, and obviously, if that's going to be hopefully a part of education, what's your thoughts on... You know, this, this this new wave of technology has so many positives. There's regulation tech to think about in terms of people's data. There's a there's a whole change potentially coming in the behavior, uh, how it's going to affect society and the behavior and negatively and positively. The sort of black mirror type situation. What's your thoughts on that? Are you looking at it positively, negatively? What do you yep. think we have concerns we potentially could have? Yep. So I think a lot of the negative ramifications tend to be more... Um, of a dystopian sort of view of technology, not as close to um, to the present time as we think it is. A lot of it typically surrounds artificial intelligence or robotics taking over yes. um, and perhaps people losing jobs. I think, first of all, we should embrace technology. We should uh, not fear technology, but embrace it. But we embrace it in a manner such that it is safe. And what we're doing in Malta, um, Malta set up the Malta Digital Innovation Authority. And the aim of the authority is to provide higher levels of assurance on the technology. So if someone's claiming that their technology achieves a certain task, an independent systems auditor will look at that technology to provide an opinion that yes, that implementation actually implements a task that it's supposed to do. Um, so this is one way of, of achieving these um, different assurances. Now, when we're talking about systems like blockchain and DLT, um, if they were to, if they were a threat, which I don't think there's a, di- a direct threat, though they, we do need to regulate them in a safe manner, um, you cannot go and stop a blockchain or DLT. It's by its very nature decentralized. So there's, it makes no sense to say we're going to ban blockchain or DLT. What we should be doing is re- regulate them in a safe manner. I think this is quite a nice balance that uh, Malta has found in regards to this. Um, so I would say as a world, we need to move towards embracing technology, not fearing technology. Yeah, no, no, thank you for that. And, 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 and again, just just I echo everything that you've said in, in terms of how we do that. Um, I'd like your, 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 your final thoughts on what, what do you think that the new um, rock star is going to be in terms of in terms of tech? Where's your where's where, where, whereabouts are you going to edge your bets? And can you give can you give our audience a, a, you know a, a suggestion as, as something new and sexy that's coming up? Yep. Um, so I'm quite excited about most of the technology. I mean, our artificial intelligence. Uh, proposed right ages ago, it was hyped, went through an uh, AI winter, hyped again, another AI winter, and now it's back. It seems like now we have the computational power, we have the data, so that AI can provide useful services to uh, the, the world. And blockchain, is it still needs to, to get to the point of mass adoption. I think cryptocurrencies, it's a bit hard right now to get that mass adoption, but other applications of blockchain are definitely going to start uh, being used in mainstream because it depends on the market. If the market wants more uh, auditability, more transparency, then blockchain is going to be useful there. So I'm still a huge, obviously, a believer in blockchain uh, technology. Um, in terms of quantum, having uh, computers that are um, super exponentially uh, yeah. powerful, yeah. Um, that's super exciting. Yes. Um, what more can we do? I mean, can we even envisage what we can achieve with such powerful computers? So yes. I'm quite excited about that. There are other types of um, uh, uh, computational devices being proposed as well from organic computers. But one thing that actually quite excites me is um, 
the ability to program the small machines that are in our bodies that make up us. Yes. Can we program it at some stage in such a way that we could um, eliminate certain diseases? I think that is a very exciting yes. um, oh, Fantastic, fantastic. Joshua, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's taken us some time to get together. We were supposed to get together in London a month or so ago and didn't make it. And I know you've got a really, really busy schedule. So I really appreciate you taking time out to, to talk to us today. I would just like to say to anyone who's thinking about um, a, a DLT or a blockchain course, it's a beautiful island, very friendly, um, lovely people, lovely food. And if you are interested, then obviously contact Joshua at Multi uh, University. Thanks for having me. It's been an absolute me. pleasure. Thanks, Marvin. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.